Thinking about moving to Miami, Florida, or just want to know what it's like there? We have. <laughs> What'd you say? We're recording right now, Iris. We're oh going right now. You can't back out now. Iris, so long ago down there in Miami, Florida. Let me turn my music down. I'm trying to do music now. Uh, Iris, so say hello to everybody, Iris. Hello, everyone. <laughs> She's trying to be ready for this. So we're going to start it off with uh, a little icebreaker, which I don't tell you we're going to do. Um, but pick a number between 300, between 1 and 350, and I'm going to ask you a random question that I Google on the internet. So pick a number between 1 and 350. 717. Oh, what? Hello. Wait, we started off wrong. <laughs> 1 and 350. Um, 177. 177. All right. What's the smartest thing you've ever seen an animal do? What's the smartest thing you've ever seen an animal do? Smartest or just, so, well. Have you ever had a dog? Yes, 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 I have. I don't currently have one, but yes, I've absolutely had a dog. Let's let's change it to what's the smart, what's the coolest thing you've ever trained your dog uh, to do? Or the coolest thing you've ever seen somebody else train their dog to do? Well, one thing that I found very neat is um, practically like, almost like family members of ours, they taught their dog to put their paw up and ring the door like a bell, like a cowbell that they had close to the floor. Here, come on, it's time for me to go out. So that, I thought that was really neat. That he would really go to the, like by the door, they had it, you know, obviously towards the bottom and he'd go ring the bell, like it's time for me to go open the door. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, they do all that. You think they could rig up a way for him to just let himself out and me yeah. not have to do it at yeah. all, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Cut a hole in the door. But uh, now that we've got you acclimated to the episode, this is Want to Move There, the show giving everybody the information they need to decide whether or not they want to move to another area and a hookup there to hook up with. I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years, 16 years now, I think, actually, uh, right here in central Pennsylvania. Um, hit me up in the comments. Uh, you got me off my game now, too. Hit us up in the comments with hellos and questions. If you have questions, if we don't see them during the episode, we'll come back and address them later or just tell us where you're watching from. A reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Spotify. So all the video places, all the audio places, wherever you like to consume your content, it will be there waiting for you. And now we'll jump into it with Iris down there in Miami, Florida. Uh, let's start with what's the last movie you watched while I bring your bio up? I, oh, wait a minute. Um, oh, hold on. I just watched it a couple of weeks ago with my husband. It's an old movie. And there's, there's a song. Um, oh my gosh. I cannot remember the name. Was it in the theater or on uh, Netflix no, or what? we saw it on the, on the TV. No, it wasn't in the theater. If you, oh God, it's a song. And it has to, and it's actually based on a true story. It has to do with his father. Um, if only, oh my, it, it'll come back to me. If only, oh my God. <laughs> but it's based on the title of a song? Movie. It, I'm sorry? It's based on the title of a song? Yes. When I when the movie started coming on, I'm sometimes he said, "No, it's based on a true story. It has to do with his father." It's not like Purple Rain or something. No, 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 it's not that. <laughs> if only. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can think about it while we go through your bio, yes, and if it comes will. back to your mind, you can let me know. Yes. <laughs> um. So here we go. I got it up here. You grew up in New Jersey, so not where you are, but closer to here. New Jersey is the uh, vacation capital of the world, if you didn't know that. It's a little trivia for everybody out there. I probably say it every episode, so anybody that watches it already knows that. Um, but you grew up in uh, Jersey, and you went to high school in Wayne, New Jersey. What was the uh, mascot there in Wayne? Wildcat. The Wildcat. 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 Nice. Wildcat. There's a lot of Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the school's no longer opened. It closed down quite a number of years ago, probably like 15, 20, it closed down a number of years ago, but yeah, it was a very small private school that I went to. Oh, it's, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it closed down. How does school close down? It did. It was, it was Catholic <laughs> high school. Yeah. It was a very small private uh, Catholic high school. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you went to college in Miami at Florida International University. So that makes sense how you got down there. Um, yeah. You went for finance and international business. Um, your favorite color is blue. I'm going to ask you your second favorite color because I toyed with the idea of saying you can't say blue because for a while there, like 
30 episodes in a row, everybody said blue. So give me your second favorite color if you had to pick a second favorite color. If I had to pick a favorite second color, um, you know what? And the thing with blue is I wear all different shades of it. So this, I happen to, and this is just coincidence, by the way, that I happen to be wearing a blue shirt, but I also wear a lot of royal blue which also coincides with the, one of the colors of my brokerage. It just, it, that's coincidentally. So I wear this and I also wear like a royal midnight blue. Uh, I wear those colors a lot. So it, it's within blue, but a, a bunch of different shades. And other than that, probably an off white is something that I like to wear a lot, at least in tops and things. All right. So, so your answer was at least practical because a lot of people said like my official color is red, but I actually, if you looked at what I actually wear or buy, it's probably black. Most stuff I buy, or if I have the choice, I buy the black version of it. Um, so I like that your answer actually is what you wear and buy and use and everything. Um, your favorite food says many. So boil it down to maybe one of your favorite foods. If you had to pick one food for a desert island, what food would you have every day? You could eat it all the time every day. I love grilled fish. I really do. White fish, grilled, just all different types, whether it's mahi-mahi, whether it's grouper, whether it's swat. I just really do love grilled fish, a grilled filet of fish. I do enjoy all different sorts. I also like shellfish, but grilled uh, filet of fish is probably one of my favorites. Nice. Have you ever gone uh, fishing for a dolphin or mahi-mahi or whatever they call those things? Not really. I've gone fishing. It was That was when I was much, much younger, um, but I'm not a big fisher. My husband loves fishing, but I'm not a big fisher person. Like, that's not kind of... I don't like the touching of the fish, the, the hooks and all that kind of stuff. Not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I love fishing, <laughs> but yeah, I'll go on the boat. I'll watch you. <laughs> I feel you. I'm not into it either. I did have the experience in high school, though. I went down there with a friend's family, and they had a charter boat with a captain and a skipper um, to go mahi-mahi fishing. And we drove around pretty much just wherever the gulls were. That's where they were because they were down eating the other fish that swam to the top that the gulls ate. So they would look for fish. They would drive over there, throw a bunch of things in the water. We didn't really do anything but watch it happen, really, actually. Um, and And they were huge. I was surprised at how big they were. Yeah, they are. They are really, really, really big, and that's a really good fish. Really, really. Like, yeah. One of my favorite fish to eat. Yeah. It is. I don't eat much meat anymore, but if I did uh, eat a fish, that would probably be one of the ones I would. A burger down there is good. You got to get a mahi mahi <laughs> burger. It's on every menu, Those right? Are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you have no pets. Um, you have a kid, a son that's twenty-three years old. Is he in college? Out of college? He graduated, he has a bachelor's degree, uh, concentration in accounting, and he is, uh, yep, he has, and he's studying, getting ready for his uh, part one for CFA, and then he will, a certified financial plan. So once he gets that part, because that's a three-part exam, he will be following up with his master's, and then just, he will be sitting for CPA. Those are his goals for now, so, yep. Awesome, so he still wants to be an accountant after doing it for a little while. Yeah, I mean, well, he just graduated, so he really hasn't been doing it, but he is much studying it. I am a numbers person. I am definitely a numbers person. Um, I, as we get into my background a little bit, but I have a, my corporate background is in finance. I literally worked in the finance field, and, and so I'm very much a numbers person. <laughs> yeah. Good for this job. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah uh, and you are married to Angel and your hobbies are gardening, cooking, and enjoying hosting. So what's the last thing you hosted? Birthday party, anniversary? What was it? You know, it's been quite a while because it's COVID. Um, you know, we've been in this a little bit over two years. But typically at my home, our home, it's always Christmas Eve, slightly a kind of smaller scale, and then Christmas Day. Um, when we had more family living locally, it would be his family, my family, and everything in between would always be at our home, always. Thanksgiving, the major holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, it, it always ends up at my home. So I really enjoy that, um, getting the family together and friends or whoever's around and just kind of, you know, hosting all that. I love the party planning, getting everything ready, making the table pretty. I, you know, I, I do enjoy all of that. I really do. I enjoy all of that. And then gardening. What do you got going in your garden? Right now, not much of anything because, well, I have very little at the point. My time is not much these days. It's been a little crazy and um, I love gardening. I don't do it as much last few years as I would like to for lack of time. 
Um, I will tell you though, because of the area down here, we are limited on what we can use with flower beds and things like that. It's too hot. So what, you know, it's, it's, you know, for example, impatience, which I love, you have to get the right window and you know, the last few years across the board for everyone, the weather hasn't quite been, when I say predictable, our weather, you know, it's like, I don't know, it gets really hot and then cooler and it's just kind of been kind of crazy all over. Typically it's, it's warm here all year round, but it's too hot. Uh, we have too much heat. So the flowers will do great for a while. And then it just takes two days of, or three days of really 90 degree scorching sun. And it just fries everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, it, it yeah. Um, I would love to, at some point down the road, I like, like, I love the four seasons and the, you know, you're limited on what you can grow here because of, like I said, the heat and you don't have the, you know, it needs to hibernate and, and then, you know, grow for the right season. So, um, I do love flowers and all that, but we have, you know, we have limitations because of the, the weather being so, so hot that, you know, flowers are great in the heat for a short period, but they need the, you know, cooler air and the moisture and it's, it can get really steamy here. <laughs> Today's a warmer <laughs> day out there today and we're only in May. <laughs> So. Yeah, totally. And we'll talk about the weather for sure. So when you talk about gardening, um, you're talking about like flowers and bushes and like pretty stuff, not like vegetables. Can you grow vegetables down there too? Some stuff better no, than others? I, no, we, I have not grown vegetables myself. That is something I really would like to get into um, because I've never done the vegetable garden. I would like to. I have had friends living in other areas of the country that have grown different type of vegetables, definitely something. And I've seen certain things here, but again, the weather, because it's so hot, you'd have to like really almost grow it. I don't think you can grow it in the ground, but depending on what you're trying to grow, it may be better to even take a bed out, like a, a lifted kind of wooden crate and then kind of do it that way. So it, it, that's something I definitely like to get into. I just honestly have never had a chance to, to, uh, to get into that yet. So. Yeah, the raised bed things are huge right now. And you're from the Garden State, so... I wasn't gardening back then, though. I was too young. <laughs> I had other, Tons other of farms. Other going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jersey uh, Jersey sweet corn. We, always, we go to Cape May, New Jersey for uh, vacation every year, and we always pick up tomatoes and corn and all that stuff while we're there. Not that we don't have that here, but um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love to see the fresh either fruits or vegetables. Um, you know, I've gone to the Carolinas where I see, you know, kind of apples and you can't grow that. You know, I just love all that fresh done thing growing up. So, yeah, totally. And now you can see everybody. I've pulled up our handy dandy Google globe here. So everybody can see where Miami, Florida is. If you're living in a cave somewhere and don't know, <laughs> um, or other people in other countries might be watching or just like me, I know where Miami is, but a lot of the other places I've done, I didn't really know where they were. So, um, Miami is in the United States. It's in the about as southeast as you can get. Not about. It's about. I mean, Key West would be as far out as you could go, right? Key West, ninety miles from Key West. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's down towards the tip here of Florida, and it's right on the coast here. And I'm gonna pull out right now. It says it's 84 degrees. It must be a particularly hot 84 <laughs> degrees, or maybe they're taking that in the shade somewhere, um, <laughs> judging by what you're saying. And I usually I used to read the Wikipedia facts here, but they're usually pretty stupid. It does have a it says it has a population of 442,000. Um, if you're here in central Pennsylvania, you can compare that to like 50,000 of a uh, typical bigger city here. So it is pretty big. Um, and then, yeah, tell us about what it looks like down there as far as the landscape and everything. Um, what do you, you have like palm trees, coconuts, that kind of thing. It's a beachy for people that haven't been there or to any beach in Florida. What, what does it look like? Yeah, so when everyone, anyone typically hears Miami, you're thinking beach and palm trees. And yes, we have beaches and palm, like Miami Beach, right? Uh, but that's not all of Miami. There, yeah, exactly. There you go. We have many, many towers. I don't even know the number right now off the top of my head, but we have like our, that's Vizcaya, which is gorgeous, as absolutely mentioned. Our, the Miami beach, if you go down the bay, we have 56, I, I, again, I don't have a number on top of my head, the number of towers and luxury condominiums that we have. So it is, our skyline is absolutely fabulous. It's gorgeous. It really, really is. Um, and what are those buildings? Are those uh, like condo buildings or are those like office buildings. towers? Yeah. We have condo buildings and we have office towers too, but we have 
Miami downtown is full of, of uh, office and condos, but the Miami Beach, our skyline now is really, really uh, full of many luxury condominiums, uh, high rises, very, very high skyscraper type buildings, luxury buildings. We have the, and then as you go further up north on the coast, you would have the Porsche tower. It's just, we have, I mean, many, many type of uh, different type of landscapes and, and uh, skyscraper type luxury condominium buildings. Um, so, and then the downtown, because, you know, people speak Miami and Miami is very large. I don't know. It says they're 400,000. I think we have close to 3 million because it, it's, it's a, across a broad range. We have sunny Isles. There are different cities, but it's kind of like all broad in the, the, the landscape of it. So Miami beach, Miami. Yeah. That's more on the beach and the high rise, you know, condo kind of love, you know, beach type living lifestyle living like a downtown with, with the beach kind of in your backyard type of style living. And then as you go into more into the suburbs, we have all different type of lifestyle as well. It's not all beaches. <laughs> We're close to the water. You know, you can get to the beach in 45 minutes, half an hour, depending on where you're located. Um, but we do also have the suburbs and we have many, say incorporation of villages, what we call it villages, little cities, um, where you have more of a suburb type feel within the Miami landscape. So when you talk Miami, it's just, okay, great. We have the beaches and we have lots of palm trees, coconut trees. Um, you know, it's always green. The majority of the year, it, it, we have very blue skies. And that's the thing you miss when, you, you know, I grew up in the Northeast. So I do remember in the winter, it's like gray and and that's not here. It's always very blue and sky, you know, it's, um, it is, it's, the skies are always very, very blue. And you kind of, you're all spoiled to that. Um, you know, I've had friends move away and they're like, oh my God, I didn't, you know, it's blue, but until you're away from it for a bit, you're like, hold on a second. What happened to the blue <laughs> sky that I haven't seen in two weeks? So it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's a very clean city. It's a newer, generally speaking city. So, you know, we have, it's very robust, uh, new buildings, new architecture, new design. So it's, it's very, very new. Um, we have areas of it that have traditional, but we have a lot of new you know, robust, young, and I don't say, oh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a very, very great vibe, a very vibrant city. So, you know, there's always something to do. Always. <laughs> there's always something to do, no matter what time of year you come, we will, you will find, you know, we'll find something to do. There's just always something going on in the city and throughout the year. Um, you know, we have particular months where we, for example, our Basel, which is huge and that's a worldwide event. And we have people flying from all over the world that comes November, December, then coming January, February, you're talking the art festivals. That's also worldwide. Uh, February is the boat show in Miami international boat show. Then you go into up for Lauderdale, which is the next County up. They have an international boat show as well. So there's every month there's something, it seems like something major is always going on. So you can yep. see that I pulled up the uh, comfort index here on bestplaces.net, and this tells all the climate stuff. And I referred earlier to this and said that the, the comfort level was pretty low for Miami. I was kind of surprised by that because um, people like to live in Miami. It seems like a place people go for vacation. So you can see it gives it a 2.6 out of 9. Um, or no, a 2.6 in the summer, because I guess it's blistering hot, like you said, and then a 9 in the winter, um, and a 6.4 out of 10, I guess, as the average. So all these events you're talking about, do they usually take place more in the winter when it's, I mean, that's when people vacation down there is when it's not the hottest, hottest, right? Yes, and I'll tell you, it's not so much the heat. I mean, the heat is obviously a, a, a portion of it. It's the humidity that comes along with the heat is what really makes it, practically almost un I say unbearable or it makes it uncomfortable where it's not a comfortable feeling because it is so humid outside, you know, 84 degrees with 60 or 50% humidity is it's warm, but it's, it's comfortable when you have 84 degrees and it's 95, 99% humidity outside, you almost feel like you walk out into a sauna. So most of these events typically are between November, March, even through May. So it's warmer today, you know, so it's a little, it's humid out there. And I guess, you acclimate yourself right through the years. So you may find it very humid and I'm like, yes, it's humid, but it's not that bad because I've been living here for so many years. But yeah, those major events are typically when we have like what you would refer to as perfect weather because it is gorgeous when it's, even if it's warm and like I said, the humidity is low, you could be outside all day. 
uh, you know, you could be outside all day. And you obviously don't have snow or ice or any of that kind of stuff, but you do have hurricanes, right? What's what's the hurricane situation like? <laughs> well, we're, we're around the corner from hurricane season starting, which is June 1st, and it goes to November. And uh, the thing with hurricanes... Like, to November? Yeah, it goes to November. But wow. I mean, the, the most active time, for example, Hurricane Andrew, which is, I think almost everybody remember, knows of, at least heard of Hurricane Andrew. That was in August of 92. Yes, 92. So, um, and that was my real first experience with a hurricane. I had never lived through a hurricane or I didn't even, oh, hurricane coming and you just kind of pretty, you know, didn't pay much attention. Uh, you know, it was nothing major. So, um, the most active time typically, it can, it can happen at any time, is typically August, but we've had other pretty significant storms, September, October, which, you know, Katrina, Wilma, those are all a little bit further along. So the, the, the I say the good thing, at least with hurricanes, you ha you're able to prepare because it's not going to pop up like an earthquake all of a sudden. You kind of know within a week or a couple of days and you kind of prepare. And basically it's down to a science of get your water, <laughs> uh, batteries, lights, and that kind of thing. You just kind of, you know, I say wait it out, depending on the severity of what's indicative of what's how large the storm is going to be, you kind of make your plans from there. I don't go too crazy over hurricanes anymore. I just kind of, okay, it's coming prepare your essentials and determine if you need to decide to evacuate or leave depending on where you live. Um, if you live on Miami beach or close to the water, you will be required to evacuate, which I would do that if I had to, I don't live by the water, but if I had to, I would. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's just, you, we have a warning with a little bit of, you know, we have advanced time to kind of prepare or make movements according to what, what the weather's going to be like. And just, you know, wind, no power, depending on where you are for a couple of days or a day or so. That's the biggest inconvenience, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we have hurricanes, <laughs> but at least we have more. You know, you have a, you have a, a lead time. Lead time. What about people. rain? Like, I feel like some places in Florida, it it would rain like really hard for ten minutes or something, and then it would all go away. And then it would like once it felt like it, once a day, it's going to pour really hard at least once a day, but all the 99% of the day is going to be sunshine. So during the summer months, typically we, you can have, whether it's the morning or the afternoon, torrential rain, and then it's sunny all day. I will tell you, I mean, I grew up in New Jersey, right? So the first time I remember ever seeing where you drive down the block and it's literally, you drive or you walk across the street, it's sun shining and you look to the, across the street and it's pouring. Because we have very spotty, we have spotty showers. I mean, my parents don't live that far away from me, like eight or nine miles, which is not that far. It could be sunny here, not a drop of rain. And it, they could have had torrential rains all afternoon. Huh. So it's, it, yeah. Um, I mean, I've actually gone to the beach at times, Key Biscayne, which is an island, uh, private, not private, it's an island right off of, uh, it's in my well it's off of miami but it's about half hour from where i am and it's like do i go to the beach today because the weather is forecasting it's gonna rain blah, blah. and i've gone and if i asked my neighbor it poured at my house and we didn't see us we didn't see a cloud in the sky where we were which is not that far um you could go to the keys in the afternoon you know for the day depending you know the keys key west could be as far as two and a half hours away or the first key which is about 45 minutes from where i am because it's, you know, the keys are long. And it could be sun shining where, you know, within a half hour or even 15 minutes, one place to the other. And that's typical, mm. especially in the summer. You'll have your, your, your showers for a short brief period of time, and then the sun comes out and like nothing happened. <laughs> that's very huh. typical. I wonder if that's because, because there's no mountains or anything, right? Everything's flat, right? Flat. Yeah, so maybe that's because we're all in valleys and there's hills up here. So maybe stuff collects and that's why you get gray for long periods of time when you get like big, big areas getting rained on. But down there, it's just like, here's this cloud that's floating that has rain and it yeah. passes over one spot and it's putting a cloud or a shadow over one spot, but not it's not a big area that's getting kind of yeah. collecting all the clouds. So it's kind of it's interesting. 
Very cool. All right, Very so it is now. hot as Hades down there. Uh, more in the summer, uh, the season to visit would be in the winter, fall, winter, when it's colder right. up here, yep. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that would be the time to visit. Uh, so let's now talk about, and I'll try to bring the map up again, the work and local commute. Are most of the people in Miami, are they living in Miami and working in Miami, or are they commuting from outside into Miami for the work day, or what's that like? We have a combination of things. So Broward County, which is the next county over, up right north of us. Uh, we have many people that commute from Broward County into Dade County. Um, and we have like many, most transportation here is your own vehicle. We do have a Metro train, a Metro rail uh, train, um, but that really kind of goes north and west. And some people, many people take that into downtown, uh, but not a lot, but there is a lot of, it's heavy traffic here. <laughs> that is the one thing I definitely, when I'm speaking to people, uh, any of my clients or anyone that's asked me about Miami and, you know, they want to move here. And the question is, what kind of lifestyle do you want? Because there's different lifestyles in different parts of it. We have work, live, work, play areas, downtown Brickell. Um, you literally don't need a car pretty much. You just walk downstairs, take the train, walk to your office, because like, everything's kind of within walkable distances. We have many kind of almost local kind of mini downtowns in some of the incorporated cities that have incorporated throughout the years. So they have like mini, not necessarily big downtowns, but just you can have an eat, work, play, walk across the street on local shops and, and that kind of thing. So we have places like Palmetto Bay. Pinecrest does, has, doesn't really have a big downtown, but there's kind of shops and, and things. And, and there you kind of need a car. But we doubt Doral is another city. Um, that has has incorporated years ago and that's got a, a mini not necessarily downtown shops restaurants that kind of thing and it's called city place so it's very walkable in that area um so but most people here do commute through the car by their by their own car you really need a car here for the most part um and some people we do have people from the north you know from the county north of us commuting here into miami um but for the most part people just I would say the average commute is 45 minutes to an hour, if not longer, depending on where, um, you know, not everybody has to drive that, that long, but it's not so much the distance as it is, you know, the peak hour traffic hours. It's, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it sure. can get, you know, our commute is not the distance as it is the, uh, the heavy traffic. There's quite a bit. Yeah. What about, isn't there some fast train being built or something in Florida or connecting yeah. North and South or something? Right lane. Brightline, which is really exciting because it's going to go Miami, Palm Beach, Orlando, and I believe it should be going a little bit of Tampa. I have not gone on it yet. I was going to go on it right before, not too long before the pandemic, and then I didn't. And then obviously, I haven't gone back to uh, to visit it. I believe it probably should be open now. But yes, that's a, a speed train, which is going to be very exciting, and it's really going to connect. I think the whole state pretty much because Orlando to Miami is fantastic. That's going to be fantastic. And same thing once it hits uh, Tampa, which is also booming uh, with people coming down here to live. So yeah, the bright line. Yep. Definitely. Wow. It's a, it's, I know people have gone on. It's like a luxury train. It's not. And Miami would be the southmost, the end mm -hmm. of it. Yep. That's really Yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. And yeah. you don't have any public buses? Do you have buses at all? We have buses. Um, it's not to the degree of let's say uh, we we have transit. I, I wouldn't. Um, so so when you're talking major cities, New York, Chicago, LA, they have mass transit, and not that we don't have transit, it's just not as frequent, and it's not accessible. When I say accessible, conveniently accessible to where the commute would be makes sense to take the bus versus driving the car. There are areas you can, you know, drive to certain metro rail stations. You drop your car off and go, but it also has to work with depending on location where you live. Does it make sense to drive half hour to where you need to go and then take the train if your office is in the north, like where the the train drops you off? So they've improved and it's gotten better, but the frequency of like we do have we do have buses. I mean things like that, but it's not like a New York City where it's frequent enough that. People use it, but it could be used a lot more if we had the, the infrastructure and the street set up for that. So we, we're working. And there's Uber there, I'm assuming, right? Uber, yeah, Lyft, all that Uber stuff. Because I have learned that there are some places that don't have those things, actually. 
But, but I, Miami is obviously huge, so they have it. But yeah, if you're in a bind and you need something, you can use Uber down there. Yeah, well, even uh, even many locals, even having cars and being able, like when there's major, whether it's concerts or sporting events, sometimes people will Uber there just because of the the parking and finding the parking and the number of cars. So it's just, I've Ubered to concerts. <laughs> Go to a friend's house, my sister, drop the car off and Uber because it just it's for ease of just getting there and not having to deal with the parking and the commute, the traffic in and out and uh, so. Yeah, we have a lot yeah. of people here. And they're a designated driver if you're doing that too. It helps oh, with, yeah, yeah. Exactly. A, whole, a night out anytime would be better like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what are the uh, major employers? Is it mostly um, tourism? Is that what the major major yeah, employer well, is down there? Or are there like corporate headquarters and stuff like that? We do have corporate headquarters. Uh, just so you know, Home Builder, Lennar, their home base is Miami. By the way, it's, it's their home base is Miami. We don't um, have them here, so I don't even know no, who. Like, yeah, I know who they are, but I don't they're, like. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, their home base is here. Um, we are the cruise capital of the world, so NCL, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and some of these are not necessarily in Miami, but I'm South Florida. Some they have offices like in Broward County, which is the next county over, but they're all all the major cruise lines have have presence here. Um, we have many fintech startups here. <laughs> We're big onto PropTech. Had a huge a convention back in I think it was February. Um, I was I conflicted with something, so I wasn't able to come to participate to uh, to uh, attend. But uh, we have a many fintech uh, startups down here. Um, hedge funds as well. And let's see, uh, Ryder, well, they're not Miami, but they're in Broward County, but we do have very large employers down here. Um, we have a huge, you know, our airport is, is international. So we have many, um, I wouldn't say the corporate bases are here, but we have many international, well, many international flights and, and employment as far as that's concerned down here. Um, Amazon has a couple of bases down here and they're building one, I believe down in Homestead, which is just south of Miami. They're going to be building a big distribution center down there. So, uh, no, we've got pretty, some significant employers down here. And you of course, we have many international banks. Because, yeah, we have many international That makes banks. sense. Yep, <laughs> many international yeah, banks. Yeah, totally. And you mentioned sports teams, which will be a good segue into what there is to do down there as well. <laughs> so what are the sports teams? Because those are big employers and also something to do. Yep, we have the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Heat, which are they're doing very well at the moment. <laughs> We have the Panthers, which is a hockey. I don't know the name of the soccer, but I know we have the, the, the international soccer. So we've got all the major, the, uh, and the Miami Marlins baseball. So we've got all the major uh, sports teams down here. And what will be the, do they all play at different places? What would be the place you would go to see a concert? Is there a certain one of those? Yes, so the FTX, I believe is what's called, now it was forever called the American Airlines Arena, which is Miami Heat. Um, it's now called the, I want to say FTX, yes, um, is where the many concerts are. Then, okay, now I don't remember the name of the football, and I say that because I'm stuck on the original when, when they built it, the football stadium, and there, there are also concerts. Actually, that's where the Super Bowl is. When you see the Super Bowl, it's in our football stadium. That's where you see it. Um, and then Every year? The hard Rock. Oh, Super really? Bowl. I don't watch sports, so I don't. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. I didn't well, know we, that. We've had the Super Bowl a couple of years. Yeah, we've had the Super Bowl. It's in our football stadium. Hmm. And the um, Panthers, which play at the uh, Hard Rock. So we have we have we have different venues for different concerts. And it's typically in one of the places, locations where our, our sports teams play. Yep. Yeah, because the hockey or the heat, those would both be inside, be good for. Well, there is yeah. no winter. I keep thinking, I'm thinking it's snow. You're going to have it inside. It could be outside all year long. No, or actually, in the summer is when you want it inside there. So, where the Marlins play, they have a relatively newer stadium, and that can be covered. Because the thing is, great, we, we don't have winter, but with the sun, you know, I've been to football games and I love going to football games, but I will tell you when football season starts it's the middle of august and you will come out looking like if my husband's very fair i said you will get sunburned like there's no tomorrow it is like 90 even if it's 85 degrees just the heat of you know the, the ground and everything else and it the sun is a scorcher so it's really hard to sit in a foot and people do it to sit in a football game in the middle of a no thanks afternoon. they should hand out uh like first 
thousand people get a free umbrella. I'd be the one <laughs> sitting there. I don't care. I'm holding this umbrella. It's too yeah, darn it's, hot it's, out it's, here. It's, it's, it's really, it's, the sun is really intense. So it's really difficult to sit there for two or three hours and you come out looking like you were just, you fried. <laughs> you were fried outside. So it's really difficult out there. So yeah. And then other than sports teams, what is there to do? Obviously water sports, like fishing water. and boating there's and all that kind of stuff. Fishing, there's boating and there's water sports. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of nightlife, <laughs> a lot of nightlife. We have restaurants in all different locations and all different venues, indoor, outdoor, sitting by a boat, sitting by the water. Um, and we have, you know, Coral Gables is a city that's right next to Miami and we've got strips of streets just with restaurants. Um, Wynwood is also another artsy kind of area that has uh, grown tremendously over the last few years. And that's a very touristy attraction. There's a lot of arts and different restaurants and art, shops and things. So we have, we have quite a bit of things to keep pretty much everybody and anybody entertained. Sports in all different you know, venues, depending on what sport you like. Um, water sports, of course, we have the beach and there's like jet skiing, swimming, fishing, canoeing, kayaking. Um, yeah, there's a lot of biking. <laughs> I wouldn't say hiking because we're flat. We are totally flat. <laughs> there's nothing here. Uh, jet skiing. And there's no shade either. When we went huh? to Sarasota for the, we went to Sarasota for the meetup. I was trying to find a place to like hike or walk or any kind of shade or anything. And it's just nothing. <laughs> no, we need to get you into an indoor, and we have a few of those indoor mountain climbing, which is not the same thing though. Because once you've been in the true mountains, there's nothing like the real, like nature. We don't have that here yet. You'd have to go like for, for the boat. No, that's it. <laughs> Tons of <laughs> restaurants with all different like country. It just we have food from all over the world here. We really do, and really. Is Versace's really house down there? Am I remembering Where? that correctly? Versace isn't his house yes, like on the strip or something yeah. or? That's Miami Beach. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tons of shopping everywhere you go. <laughs> And then you mentioned the nightlife. It's pretty notorious for nightlife. It's like the yeah. one of the biggest places for nightlife yeah. and, and that kind of partying and yep. drug <laughs> culture over the years. I don't know if it yeah. is anymore. Probably Depending somewhat on. with nightlife comes at least some of that. But um, yeah, that toned down a bit. Just back in the, you're talking about a different era. Yeah, that we toned down. The Scarface days. Down yeah, but it's, it's we definitely have a big nightlife here. Um, and different type of venues for the nightlife, depending on, I say age, depending on what you're like, are into, we have all different, different styles for just about everybody and anybody. So, yep. And there's a lot of money in Miami. You're going to see a lot of supercars driving around and, and oh, stuff like that, right? You will. Um, you have certain, even just, um, different shopping areas where there's like restaurants and, you know, you will just drive into the parking lot and you could just see all sorts. I mean, you could look and see Maserati, just rolls right, depending on where you are, it, you can freak, see multiples of these cars and it's just like, you know, like a, a normal, <laughs> there is a lot of money down here. There is, there's a lot of wealth. There definitely is. Um, is there a certain road or street where like all the, like the golden mile or something where all the biggest stuff is or anything? I, well, we have we have a number of different areas. So if you go Miami Beach, which is north of Miami, where the islands, we have Star Island. That's where the like the Stefan's. Live. We have multiple different separate islands. Um, we have an area down in uh, an area called Pinecrest, which was uh, incorporated years ago. Um, Old Cutler Road, and you're going to see mansion. Uh, not all our mansions, but just you know different environment. Let's say. Um, Daring Bay is down a little further south, and there you're going to see huge, uh, you know, multi-million dollar condos. There's also Williams Island, which is also north by Miami Beach. So we have quite a many different areas. Um, Coral Gables, which is a city in itself, um, also has a Hamburg Circle, like just Merrick Park, just di different main roads uh, that you see. You, you can just see the, the uh, Coral Gables is more of a, uh, a Spanish type of style, older homes, but they're gorgeous mansions. They really are beautiful. Um, Old Cutler Road, driving down, and it's just large lots, bigger, you know, four or five million dollar homes. They're not all like that, but it's just a different type of vibe. That's why I said, depending on what you're looking for, when you come to Miami, there's wealth in all different areas and all different lifestyles. So then you have the high rises where you have 30, 20, 
$15 million condos, which is very different from a home. <laughs> so we yeah. have a little <laughs> bit of a lot of different things. And because, you know, up north, you would think of the country. Like you drive and it's, oh my God, you're in a country with the goats and the cat or whatever you're looking at. We really don't have like country. There is an area a little further south, which is known for acreage and, and that type of thing, but it's not so much of a, as far as country country as I would refer to it in the Northeast, let's say, because I grew up in the Northeast. So when you say the country, well, it's an hour away and you see the cows and the chickens and, you know, uh, we don't have really that much of that here. There's a couple of spots, but not necessarily a lot of that. And yeah. have You'd have more of like by. marshland if you hit something. If you went west, I think you're going to hit start hitting Everglades and that kind of yeah. stuff if you drove across the country and it would be more marsh and still no big tall trees or mountains or hills or anything, but wilderness, so to speak, <laughs> I suppose. So we have built, started building up into the Everglades, which is the west, just the marsh, as you call it. So we've, we have really expanded out west. There's very little land left to build, pretty much no land left to build for the most part. Uh, big plots of land in Miami left to build. They're just pockets here and there because we are really just very built out. <laughs> I have seen it grow and like you mentioned the Everglades which is west and we have really built, we're built out all to the west, all to the west. Yeah, you'd have to probably start filling it in if you were gonna kind of like they build island, you'd have to fill it in like Manhattan or whatever and build it up so that you could, or on stilts or, you don't do that. You just build more high rises where you can fit yeah. 300 units in one yep. spot. You build up, not out. I, I suppose yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, we, we, we really have built a lot up. Well, I mean, and then what our, about food? Island, beautiful, it really is. And what about food? Is it uh, what's the? Is there a food that Miami's known for? I feel like I don't. You know, would it be like um, the mahi ma like fish stuff, or is there some cultural? So like ethnic food me, that it's known okay, for. So many years ago, and I'm actually Cuban myself. Um, okay, there were many Cuban that's just initially, but right now it's such an international melting pot that I can honestly tell you there's different foods I can think of depending on what country. So, so Versailles, which is a restaurant, a Cuban restaurant, very well known. The presidents have all eaten there and things. That's right off of A Street, like Little Havana, A Street. That's kind of a a staple of Miami and that's more of a I think Cuban it's just you know so uh Versailles is a Cuban restaurant and it would be known for palomilla which is a, a our thin skate steak sound of steak kind of the way we cook it with white rice and black beans and ripe sweet plantains um but we have such a diverse and large uh population of all different countries we really really do so we have many South American countries that are represented here so depending what country you want to think about, they all have different staples. Very similar, but slightly different. So um, think Miami, okay, palomilla, which is typical, you know, Cuban. <laughs> Arroz con pollo, which is rice and chicken, yellow rice and chicken cooked together. Um, but I mean, those would be typical of Miami, but we also have a very large, diverse population from many different, you know, Central and South America. And our foods, even well, the islands, Santa Domingo, Puerto Rico, we've got them from everywhere. So some of our foods are similar, um, but then again, they all have a little different flavor and, and, and twist of them as well. So um, so do you have like, um, up here in the north, we have more like Chinatown and like Little Italy and those, do you have those as well? Or is it more, you said what, Little Havana, maybe a little, like little Puerto Rico, a little, uh, right. what are so, the other ones, Dominican Republic, or those kind of more like tropical kind of little cities? N no, the only thing I could think, the only one city that I could think of that's predominantly or more known, let's say is Doral. They would refer to it as um, Valenzuela. So. Doralzuela, so it's kind of nicknamed because many Venezuelans migrated to there and over the years, so there is a very strong presence of, of, of Venezuelans there, but there's a lot of South Americans there as well. So Doral has a lot of very typical things of Venezuela and South America, but other like up in, in the Northeast, I know what you're saying, Little Italy, Chinatown, that kind of areas, um, wouldn't necessarily say that, um, you know, uh, there's like little Haiti, little kind of areas people live in, and then maybe some small restaurants, obviously typical to the local market. Uh, but we don't have like a, a Chinatown and a little Italy, like, no, not like that. 
not like that. There's areas that are known predominantly for different um, countries that, you know, it has a predominant presence of people from different either culture or different countries so that it's typical you're going to find uh, more typical to that to that population their foods but it's not like the whole you know chinatown little italy that kind of thing no. yeah because i know that's all like part of the tourist thing up here like in new york yeah. you would go to chinatown because it's cool to see the things that you don't usually exactly. see or, or whatever in the restaurants and everything um and i think you said versailles was in little havana right Yes, it is. Well, it's, yes, it is. It is. It's, 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 in, it's supposed to be a little bit correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's a Miami airport, huge airport. If you don't know that, now you know. <laughs> so you can get everywhere. If you were driving to a vacation, where would you drive to? If I were driving to a vacation, where would I drive to? I would probably drive to, right now, I'd probably think Asheville, maybe somewhere I'd want to go to. Asheville right now, and if you tell me a couple of months from now, I think I'd want to drive up further north, like into the Michigan up, because I know when it gets really hot here, they have beautiful summers up there. <laughs> so that's why. Would you say Michigan? Well, or the, you know what? No, let me go back. Because you would fly there. I'm trying to get at what's the go-to driving vacation for a Floridian. You would go north, basically, is what you're saying. I would go north, and I would love to visit the northeast, Cape Cod, that kind of Martha's Vineyard. I want to go in the fall, so kind of September, October. That is my favorite season, and yeah, that's the time because it's not. So, would you drive that far? Yeah, I know it's a long drive because I've driven to New York many, not recently, but many a times, and that 24, 26 hour drive is no fun. (laughs) I've driven to Key West from here multiple, three times, been down there three times, Uh, and the way down there is not too bad, and this was when I was still drinking and young in my 20s, and it's New Year's, we actually went for the millennium, 99 to 2000. Um, The way down is like, great, yeah, nonstop, not stop it, and then the way back is the worst drive ever known to man. Florida's a very long state. So they're welcome to Florida. Oh, great. We're almost in Miami. You have about a good eight. It's a long way before you get to Miami <laughs> when you're driving. And then Miami to Key West is another like hour or something, yeah, isn't it? Two, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a long drive. It is. I haven't been there in a bit, but it, it is a long drive. And then that seven mile bridge, it's a long stretch of just straight highway down. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is nice down there. I do like it. it is, obviously, it I've been there a three times. <laughs> Uh, and now let's talk about if people are moving there, what are they going to get for their money? You started throwing out some million dollar figures there for some of that high rise stuff. Let's, uh, what's about an average price? What could somebody get into something there? So, or maybe let's start with like a first time buyer. What would your, do you have first time buyers there? What would a first time buyer be looking at? We do, but I will say that, uh, the last two years have been interesting, right? I would say for everybody. So first time buyers, um, this cycle that we're in or the the current state that we're in right now. So the price points have definitely increased dramatically. So the first time buyers are really finding it uh, challenging to get into a single family home because the price points have definitely creeped up. I would probably say close to 400 for like it's, it's, it's up there moving up so for the first time buyer depending on your financing and how much money you really have it's it's not as easy as it was or you're gonna need more cash to get into this put it that way so um 400 450 and that limits you anywhere and you, you just can't live anywhere either so it depends on what your budget is because in in order to be able to purchase your first time home within on the lower you know lower kind of price point 350 is really you can't find a home <laughs> 400 ish um you really have to go further south uh because it, it's for new construction and because i would say our, our median home price is between 400 450 to 500 ish more into town um and then you know i've seen homes uh, increase about two hundred thousand dollars in some areas within the last two years so what is so, that like for 450 house if you went a little south and got that what is that like a little three bed ranch with a carport like that kind of thing or is it a little bit bigger three, smaller two with a garage but then you're you are further south you are definitely further south you're, we're talking more 
closer to Homestead. There, you may be able to find some in Miami, but the thing is that we have areas of Miami that are older. So even in those older areas, the home may need some work. It's not going to be your newer home. Um, homes built in the 60s, some of them maybe 70s. Because uh, we have some old, old homes. But generally speaking, Miami is a relatively young city, so we don't have like a hundred year. Not many of those anyway. So those homes are typically smaller. The lots may be larger, but you're going to need some. It's not like your new kind of construction. Um, new construction, you're talking in the 400s, and when they say 400s, it's typically closer to the like higher up 400s for new homes. For new homes um yeah the builders are good starting in the 299s nah it's it's actually like four once you if you want actually want a garage door it's <laughs> yeah new construction here the, the townhomes are going into the high mid to high 300s plus to 400 for, for townhomes so if but somebody what if somebody came to you and said i got a let's say six hundred thousand, and i want to be in miami as close to like the nightlife or doubt whatever where all the stuff is would that be able to happen and what would it be so it could happen but it, it, it's dependent on a couple of things so miami is very different in different areas it's a very pretty large city so lifestyle changes between whether it's school is it your office? Do you like the suburb kind of living or do you want to live closer to the city? So all of that also uh, will be driven by price point. Because if you want the downtown eat, work, play thing, you're talking more of a condo because the homes that are closer to that, um, if you want like to be in a home, you may end up paying 600,000 for a two bedroom, one bath home. If you're closer to downtown, depending. Where and would that are. be a condo, or that would be like a, a little well, you, row house or something? I may be able to find a home to five or six hundred. You may even pay seven or eight hundred thousand, depending on where the home is closer to that downtown Brickell area. So, it's very, it's it's very different by area and what's important to you, what your needs are. Um, I can find you a home for five hundred thousand. I could find you a home maybe for four hundred, four fifty. Again, depending size and 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 what you're going to get for your money is very different depending on location um it's not that one's a bad you know it's just it's very different on location and what your needs are because miami is very diverse within itself in within neighborhoods and different things i mean i can find a home for 450 and i can find if i move that home a couple of miles up or down it could be 750 or a million dollars so it's very different um you know um we have schools all over private, public, magnet, all, all different type of programs. So, and um, traffic, as we talked about, is also something that's is, is, is a big, con I'd say concern. It's just something that I make sure that people are aware of. We, it's, you know, it can be very high traffic in certain areas and just be aware that you can live a little further, that's not an issue, but be prepared or be aware of that the commute may be something you don't, you don't want to deal with. We have a lot of remote work now because, you know, COVID has changed the world. So a lot of people have the flexibility, but you know, commute and distance, it's not so much a distance as it is the congestion of traffic. We do have main highway, major highways. Our highways are great. I've driven throughout different areas of the country and our highways are clean, they're new, they're not bumpy and old. And so that's, we do have, you know, great- But there's highways. no snow to mess them, F them all right, up. That's what the problem also, is. But, you know, <laughs> we do have good highways and things like that, but there is, conge I mean, there is congestion, so. Um, depending on what your price point is and what you your needs are would determine what location what options you have for location you can find a condo for four hundred thousand, but you can also find a condo for a million and they sure. can almost be about the same size depending on where you are could those two condos be in the same building could it go do they go like they cost more as you go up and the size of the unit obviously and the upgrades yada yada but in general they get more as they go up and does it depend which side of the building it's on? Right. If it faces Absolutely. the beach or doesn't face it. the beach? Yep, I was waiting. Yep. So, condos on the high rise. Um, we're talking luxury. Wouldn't it have to be luxury? But high rise buildings, those kind of buildings, as you go higher in floors, it will determine the you other know, prices can go up. And also, which way it's facing? Do you have an ocean view? Do you have ocean, partial ocean view? Do you have front ocean view? Is it facing the city, north, south, east, west? So all of those. Uh, factors do play into on the on these newer buildings play into price we play definitely play into price and then what um, about the hoas 
how much does it cost? In addition to that 400 or a million or 3 million or whatever, what's the fee? I feel like, because up here, every time somebody moves from the south up here, they're bracing for hundreds and hundreds, like $1,000. And I'm like, it's 120 bucks a month. Wow. So HOAs, um, okay. So depending on the area of town, there are some, and not even just with the condos, we have many communities, not that everything is gated here by any means. There's certain areas that are known for gated, you know, a lot of gated community, you know, subdivisions within the master plan community kind of thing, but they're not all like that. So HOAs vary. You could have some as low as, I'm not talking condos yet, 60 or $70 a month for very minimal common areas and with no amenities versus you can have five, six, 700, 1500. I've seen all, you know, the luxury buildings, yes, it's a per square foot. And the amenities in these new buildings are off the charts. You have the business center. You really don't need to leave your building. You have the gym, you have the business center, you have your lot. I mean, you've got concierge service, you've got 24 hour valet. And yes, you could be paying $1,200, $1,400 a month on some of these units. And then you can have units that pay two or 300. It depends on the building, depends on the location, depending on on the amenities within the building that's some hoas then we have many homes wouldn't say majority but there are a number of areas that have hoas within communities within the homes we have many a number of master plan communities so they have like little subdivisions within the master community and they have like a master big clubhouse with the uh you know olympic sized pools and the gyms and all that and there they also have you know, association fees. Some of these associations will include, you know, gym, security, the gated, you know, so there's a lot of different things. So we do have a number of areas that, that are more prone to monthly association dues and condos are, it varies. It depends on what type of, you know, where your building is and um, what the amenities are and things of that nature. So um, the high rise buildings typically are gonna be a much higher HOA. And it yeah, which makes sense because that's uh, you got to replace that elevator that goes up 50 floors or whatever at some day, and that's going to cost yeah. millions and millions of dollars. And the whole exterior and the whole everything about that, it, it costs a lot of money to keep them up. We don't have, we've got like maybe one or two of that remotely close to that kind of building here, and they're notorious for maintenance issues because when big things come to happen, they didn't save up enough money for the whole elevator to get replaced or the roof or to paint the entire exterior. Um, or all that kind of stuff, which is, I guess, why things have been happening lately with condo buildings yeah, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so the fees are just going to go up so that they can maintain them even better. And and yeah, that'll keep yeah. happening, I suppose. Climate here requires uh, con like year, I think year round erosion, water, it's salt, water, sun. So we do have a lot, especially on these high rise buildings, the balconies. Uh, exteriors, the cracks, just, you know, we had obviously that, unfortunately, a few years ago or recently, not that long ago with Surfside, and that was a terrible tragedy. Um, but the climate here, especially uh, when you're by the water, does require that much more on a regular basis to, make, to ensure that we don't have those issues. I mean, it was more to it than that, but yeah, so those issues yeah. don't come. Totally. And then what about uh, somebody comes down there and says, sky's the limit, I'm a billionaire, I want some bomb A pad in Miami. What are they gonna get? What are you gonna show them? Is it gonna be, I'm guessing the choices are gonna be, if you want the best of the best, most expensive thing, it's gonna be penthouse, some big penthouse, is close to the top of the new building or whatever, um, or is it a private beach mansion type of deal? Well, do you wanna be or on both. individual <laughs> islands? or we have uh, exclusive areas. Uh, it could be Coral Gables, it could be Pinecrest. I could name some of the local kind of towns around that, you know, where it's very exclusive. Um, Coconut, we've, we've got pockets, and I would say pockets of areas. There's different areas depending on what you want. Do you want to live in a penthouse? We've got a number of buildings that I can show you. Um, and how far north do you want to go? And, you know, so everyone mentions Miami Beach. South of Fifth is a very exclusive area, very different than North Beach, very different than Sunny Isles, very different than... So we have got... It's very different. So it's kind of what what's your flavor of specifically what you want before I can place you. I'll show you different ones, different areas. 
within even let's say for example the strip of miami beach because it's very different a different vibe in different areas so like when you're moving down here it's really important to really just I, I encourage people to, I'll show them property, you know, price point based on what they're looking for, obviously. Right. But it's very important to just take a drive, go to the local, park your car and walk around, <laughs> go to the grocery store, see the, 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 the shopping centers, go into the local markets because it's very different from one area to the next. And sometimes it's not even that far. So, because, you know, I can find you a $20 million home on an acre or two, depending on where we are. Or you can go look at a $20 million condo. Do you want the condo life? And then depending where on the strip of the beach you are, it's a different feel. So it, it's, 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 uh, it's a lot. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of different lifestyles within the one major lifestyle of the weather. It really is. Miami is very different in different areas. Yeah. And then when you mentioned the island, you talk about like Miami Beach and like those islands or are there little islands where you can buy like a whole island or little islands no, where there's like one subdivision on an island? No, no, no. They have, we have Miami Beach has like Star Island, which is one that's very well, but it's Hibiscus Island. There's small islands right off of there that then there are homes on there. Like Fisher Island is a very exclusive island as well. And that you have to take a ferry boat literally to get onto the island. There's a very exclusive area called Ocean Reef, which is down south that you just don't drive there and get in you need you have to know who you're going to visit so we've got a number of different places you can go to you know especially oh here's a good question <laughs> what uh do you know favorite who what famous people live in miami and where do they live or maybe one or two or something well okay i mentioned the estefans they're on star island which is right off of miami beach right there in the miami beach i don't want to get into politics but you know the trump slip up there as well uh so you know it that's just right off of Miami Beach. We have a number of sports figures that have lived in the area of Pinecrest, areas of Coral Gables. There's places where Coral Gables are gated as well. Coco Plum is a very wealthy circle. So we've got people in many different areas throughout Miami. You just have to know the pockets. Yeah. Pinecrest is a place that we have a couple, a number of people there as well. Um, that's just kind of an incorporated city. Um, Coral Gables definitely has, has, has definitely a number of people there. And then the islands right off of Miami beach, just to name a few, but we have, there's a number of different places throughout Miami that you can find people. Uh, well, I'm sure there are a ton. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like if you went to out to California, to LA, they should be yeah. selling the maps. I'm sure in Miami has just as many, everybody with money probably owns a place in Miami somewhere. Yeah. The Faena building, which is on Miami beach, that's not those condominiums are just they're, 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 they're amazing. So again, we've just got, depending on the lifestyle that you want. So before we finish it out here, we're going to ask you a question that has nothing to do with Miami or real estate, but does have to do with you. If you could do any other profession, what would it be? Would you go back to uh, something financial or uh, would you cook and entertain and host something? What would you do? Probably. So. That's a, that's a tough question because it's like, what stage of my life am I in, right? Do I want to go? Um, if I had to go back to a different profession, it changed from real estate. Um, I would probably go back to financial. I'm a, I love numbers. I really, yeah. Um, but you know, the one thing we didn't talk about, which is fine, but my corporate background worked in finance and it was in the real estate industry. So I really, the majority of my, let's say all my life worked in the real estate industry. I worked on the finance side and not in the, like the mortgages, like me as a loan officer or anything like that. Um, I worked on the financial part, secondary marketing, capital markets, cash management. So all within the real estate in a corporate, corp, fortune, large corporate uh, companies managing cash and because treasury is my that that is my <laughs> that was my passion to treasury um within a corporate a large corporate so um i would probably go back to finance if i would say to do something or yeah probably finance nice you like it you know what you like, like and you're good numbers. at numbers I, like I was good at numbers too i had one wrong on the math portion of my sats oh, um, oh my gosh i didn't do i didn't quite do that well that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure yeah, but then the English part I didn't even read. I literally did the B C C B A B C C oh, thing because I hate to out. read. <laughs> <laughs> I got a like an eleven fifty or something. I, I did pretty well. No, I mean the math was like a hundred percent, and then whatever I got, I still got like half of the English ones right. So yeah. <laughs> 
But the school I went to, they didn't really care about that, which is why I didn't really care too much about it. But anyway, so tell everybody where to find you if they want to find you um, and read all your information aloud so that anybody that might be listening can jot it down. Well, you can reach me by phone or text at 305-812-0747. My email address is irsotolongo, sotolongo, at gmail.com. And my website is uh, iris.sotolongo.com. So, or you could find me on Instagram as well, irissotolongo.pa. I'm also there as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. You can just reach out to me, text, call, email, but you know, what makes it easier for me. And I'm happy to speak to anyone about Miami. There's a lot to do here and a lot to learn yes, about the city is. itself. It's very, it's a, it's a great city. Yep, very diverse. And it's easy to get there too. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> so it wasn't a typo in your, I meant to ask you that before we came on, it wasn't a typo that it's just IR. Is your middle name an R? No, I just use my, I, I really need to go update that one day because it, it, I just used my first two letters because then I said, I figured it was so long to type, but it, it's confusing because my last name kind of almost blends in. So many, oftentimes people get it wrong the first, like they'll be sending me an email and they use my full name, like, no, no, no. So I make sure I, I you know. I articulate that clearly. First two letters only, and then the rest of my last name. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is confusing, and you should change yeah. it because uh, everybody's like, that must be wrong. And I'll put the IS in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, reach out to her. Her, her stuff's there. And at some point, she will get an email address with Iris at the beginning of it. But you can reach out to her or just Google her. We are being terrible real estate agents if we don't show up when you Google us. Uh, you can contact me also if you're buying or selling a house in Central Pennsylvania or anywhere around the world. We have a vast Networks, network of uh, agents, lenders, uh, all kinds of other professionals in the real estate area. Uh, you can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to talk to you about your home buying and selling needs. Thanks for watching and listening. Thank you, Iris, for being here. And uh, say goodbye to everybody. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. I hope to hear from many of you from down here in Miami. Looking forward to talking <laughs> to you. Take care. Have a great See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Peace.